0: Hello and welcome to Expired XP, a podcast by Twitchy Max and Viking. In return for listening to this podcast, we promise to introduce you to old games that are new to you, introduce you to some facts and hopefully entertain you along the way. We will also throw in a healthy dose of nostalgia, which has been proven by science to be good for you. Every week, we talk about past games from across the eons, all the way back to the dawn of time, in the 1970s. We'll interview guests from the industry and explore what inspired them to get into games useless viking and i will talk about our own experiences and we'll have fun along the way at some point we might get some listeners and if we do we'll take on your suggestions to talk about your games welcome to the twitchy max and useless viking podcast hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of expired xp i'm here with my usual compadre useless viking say hello useless viking
1: hello useless viking
0: and we have a special guest with us uh our friend angry marcus Hello, everyone. Uh, So we've got a little bit of news for you this week, and we've got our fortnightly Fortnite update, uh, which Pete's going to introduce for us. Over to you, Pete.
1: Well, I think the highlights... Actually, two things I want to talk about. One is, and this is a rumour. Again, we know how well I've done so far with those and how excited I get about things that are happening in Fortnite, and it kind of tends to mud. But apparently it looks like... I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there have been these like boards up in Fortnite where you can vote for what kind of weapon you wanted to get back into the game. So before then you could, yeah, you could vote between like the shockwave grenade or uh, these portable kind of portals that allow you to just um, drop onto the map wherever you want to. And apparently now they're saying that one of the next ones that's coming up is gonna be this mech bot. So basically you're gonna be able, and it's a two person mech. That you'll be able to drive wow. around in. Fire it fires rockets, you can go over water. Apparently, last time they had it, which was ages ago, it got accused of being a little bit too OP. So we'll see if that actually happens. But it does seem like they've found strings of code that show that it's going to be one of the funding options. So you're gonna to have to vote for it. You're gonna to have to put gold towards them to, for them to drop into the game. But that looks highly. That likely sounds to
0: brilliant. Happen. That sounds brilliant yeah. because if you have to put gold, then it's the people who play regularly that will get to vote. And I think that's great.
1: Yeah. I agree. And I, I think that could be really cool. And I mean, our driving skills are great usually, aren't they, Marcus?
2: Yeah. I, I, I mean, the one thing I was thinking as you were saying that is one thing Richard said before about the spaceships or the, the flying saucers, that they got the balance right between they were a lot of fun, but you weren't like omnipotent. You know, you couldn't destroy everything with that. What you've just explained sounds quite powerful and I'd be a bit worried that it's a bit too much.
1: Yeah, apparently you could two-shot people and that killed them. So if you hit them twice oh, wow. with a mech, Previously, you could kill people. I mean, it's not certain that they might damper down the weapons. I wouldn't be surprised if they knew that that was one of the criticism and therefore they change it. I'm okay with
0: that. If there's a massive petrol tank on the back of these mechs and if you one-shot the mech, it kills them instantly in a massive ball of fire. You see, that to me is fair.
1: Yeah, they need to balance it a bit better. Yeah, yeah. But it is quite funny that it's a two-person mech as well because I I wonder how that works. Does one of you control the rockets and the other one is driving? Well, wouldn't it be
0: great if... One of you controlled one leg and one of you controlled the other. Oh, God, we wouldn't get anywhere.
1: <laughs> How would you just be torn yeah. into pieces and just fall down on the ground in a heap?
0: Well, can you imagine if one of us was Marcus and, and the other one was someone else? Uh,
1: on that note, We'd be doing the splits note, instantly. This is the other <laughs> update, which is... For those who know, when we play with Marcus, we're actually, most of us, we've got a thing. Like, Chris is great. So Chris is just uh, kind of elite. So doing a Chris, although doing a Chris is kind of like a version of doing a Marcus, but he just kind of, you know, kills everyone. Chris is like Rambo. Yeah, Chris is more like Rambo. And then what Marcus does is he likes to go exploring and foraging and and generally disappearing. But recently what started happening is either I've done it, and left Marcus in the dust. Or or in this case, the entire team changed where we were supposed to drop when we'd already all dropped, which led Marcus to end up in his own space, whereas the rest of us landed in another space. And it kind of made it look like Marcus had done a Marcus, but in reality, we're done a Marcus on Marcus, making it look like Marcus had done a Marcus. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes sense and to me. Then he had to it drive. won't make sense
0: to anyone else but us, but it was a very no. satisfying moment when I realised oh. that that's what we'd done. How did, that make, yeah, you how did feel? that
1: make
2: you feel? Well, my name tag is Angry Marcus, and I did go a little bit angry, I think, at that point, but I tried to keep it quiet. <laughs> and then <I laughs> You go mute and start screaming. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. You drove like halfway across the map to get to us. Which was amazing, and then we won that game. So it kind of shows you that perseverance and and and, and driving in cars uh, yeah. helped.
2: I also don't know if you know when we when they loaded the new season up, and I don't know if this is the experience of other people, but we got nailed quite often. There were some very good mm. gamers on board, That's and then true. this most recently when we games, I think we had four vic Royales and the sort of squad games and things, which is yeah. which is highly unusual for us, and it was mm. and it was obviously those elite players have disappeared, but who else is playing? Because for us to get for us to get Vic yeah. Royales, you know, it's saying
0: something. We had a lot. We had a lot of Vic Royales. I was quite quite impressed, you know. It's it's um, I mean yeah. by the time I joined, because I joined a bit later, you'd already had one, and then we had three, yeah. and two were in a row, and that's just unheard of. The I think the answer to this though is we did have Chris in the team.
1: Yeah, but we also had Tom remember, and I think I think when oh, Tom yeah. was there. I think because he hasn't played it as much as us, it it pits us against slightly easier people because it looks at how many kills and deaths you have. Uh, And again, it's not about Tom being good or bad, but it is about how much you've played. So when it matches us, usually in a game against other people, it will lower the people that we play against to kind of make it more even and fair. That doesn't work when the elites come back in the beginning of the season because they kind of drain all the servers out anyway. So they're always going to be in there and to be fair they probably have quite low kill death ratio in non competitive environments because actually they play most of their games in competitive environments so they don't actually get yeah. as many kills in the environment we're in so i think that what is part of it the second part i think is when chris joins it's because he's good <laughs> yeah so that helps so having at least one person who knows what they're doing on your team and he's very modest about it and 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 gracious about the fact that we think that he's a legend but it is. I think it is true to say that there have been a few times when we're driving in a car or whatever, and he just leans out a window and go, oh, there's a guy, and then he goes, oh, killed him.
2: The number and of firefights like, yeah, fire we've been in where I'm still trying to work out where the shooting's coming from, and he's already going, nailed one, oh, mm. got another one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no. I,
0: think, I think my kill count's gone down because he's killed them before I even got there. Yeah. yeah.
1: I've noticed that with me as um, well. I think I get. About, I'll, I'll average about three or four, and he's got like 10.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's great though. It is great. Fun. Yeah, it's great. Hey, I've got I've got some other news for you guys.
1: Oh
2: yeah.
0: I don't know if uh, anyone else has noticed but in the latest Fortnite season you can buy Will Smith as your character i've not been that impressed with this season okay i'm not really that into the battle pass tiers of characters that you can buy i don't think it's as exciting as last season but the fact the fact that you can be will smith out of bad boys you know like peak will smith and it costs like i don't know 1500 v bucks it's probably about i don't know 20 dollars. that for me makes this season just to run around that map dressed as Will Smith. It's pretty cool. And Mrs. Twitchy Max loves Will Smith. So she likes watching him run around and she gets
1: who doesn't early. like watching Will Smith run around. I just wish they had the Carlton dance. That would be great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They well they should do Carlton as well. There should be a Carlton skin. Could you imagine Yeah, that's there's true. a Carlton skin and you're playing duos. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, we've got some other news guys. We've had our first official review in our first official review of the podcast.
1: I wouldn't hear this. I'm, I'm super excited. You, you, you keep saying first review
2: without saying positive. Is, is this, this leading a bad way?
0: Our first proper review, and um, oh. it, it went oh. along the lines of, uh, it's nice to hear your voice, but it's not my cup of tea. I won't be listening to it. Now, who do you think gave us that review?
1: Well, I can only assume, Richie, and this is based on a very similar one that I had, right? So I have also had one yeah. review. And the review was, I remember you spending a lot of time playing video games, kind of, but I don't know what you guys are talking about, but it was lovely hearing your voice. was also a review I had. So I, I'm going to say family member. Sure. Yeah,
0: it was a family member. Yeah.
1: In my case, it was my dad.
0: Yeah, it was my dad too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's genius. I love that because mum wouldn't even listen, yeah. right? So mum is not even listening to them. So I haven't even had a review from her dad listened mm. and did pretty much what your dad said yeah not, not really my yeah. thing listen I mean, to one it, episode
0: not really my thing it's brutal i was thinking you know on the tagline on on our expired xp website that's just be like yeah. our top reviews <laughs> not really my thing
1: <laughs> i would love for us to do that we should we should put our reviews from our dads and just like yeah. i would i would not mind pasting my review from my dad in there it would be funny to yeah. go this is what my dad said he's never listening to the show again But hey, he gave it a go once.
0: Uh, Of all the listeners that we have, he's the one who really, really can't be bothered, Uh, which is, (laughs) it's not his kind of thing. It's not his kind of thing. He said to me, if you did a cycling podcast, I'd listen to it.
1: (laughs) And (laughs) behind the back, I bet you wouldn't listen to him if he did a cycling podcast.
0: Oh, God, no
2: oh no no <laughs> and can, can you name a, cy- a cycling computer game actually the closest I could get to is Paperboy but that probably wouldn't yeah, work yeah Paperboy <laughs> that, that was that the, was the first one game.
0: Paperboy Paperboy was a classic game and actually yeah. I played it the other day on Antstream and it's really hard really it is hard. hard it's much harder than I remember
2: I know you guys are fans for the theme tunes, Paperboy theme tune. I could almost sing off the off the bat like I loved it so much. Go on. Yeah. Well, because I'm, I'm not, not going to do it on a podcast. It's not going to work.
1: Oh, that's, really? so,
2: that's really? a shame. It's I feel like you've good. Do, 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 do,
1: do, do, I remember that game. Um, it was, you're right though, it was so hard. Mm, like trying to yeah. throw those those newspapers into into the mailboxes and avoiding, I think it was yeah. puddles and cracks and dogs and-,
0: and... People in the streets. And then if you got to the end, there was a BMX
2: track. Yeah, that's all you wanted to get to was the BMX track. Yeah, part. I yeah. don't
0: think I ever got there,
1: but it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: Boy is pretty cool. What a cool. great game. <sighs> okay, guys, anyone
1: else got any news? I mean, I've got one piece of news, which would be I've started playing a new game that I'm really enjoying. And it's not one of the ones that have come out recently. I know you and I had an episode where we were talking about Kena. And so I just want to finalize that and say, I'm just going to put the nail in the coffin and say I'm now at a two out of five star uh, horn horn helmets because it's dropped
0: has
2: it
1: only because i haven't continued playing it It hasn't sucked me in and so i'm dropping it down just because of lack of i just find the combat sluggish and I, i just find myself not getting engaged in it so i'll drop it down but i've played hot wheels unlimited which is uh hot wheels the car that you buy the little die cars Diecast Cars, it's a car racing game where not only do you do single player kind of adventure, like unlocking levels and all that kind of stuff, there's a multiplayer split screen, there's multiplayer online, There's a track editor, so you can build your own Hot Wheels tracks in this really crazy environment. Um, And you kind of get rewards of unlocking new cars in in, uh, blind boxes as you play. And you can also purchase with in-game coins, which don't seem to be microtransactional at all, but rather just like you've got to just play and earn credit so you can buy blind boxes to get new cars. But Um,
2: but, uh, apart from saying Hot Wheels... How does mm. this game differ to the multitude of car games that are out there?
1: Well, I think that is one of the big things is that all the environments are the size because it's meant to be your home. And the size of them is meant to be the size of a Hot Wheel. And it is literally Hot Wheels who have, who have a thousand different designs or thousands of different designs, I should say, have, have like painstakingly recreated every one of them. So they look like little matchbox cars, which is really cool. And they're so different. You know, there's like a burger truck. There's a rubbish Car, there's like an Audi Quattro. The, there's a Fiat Uno. They, they, because they did real cars and they did all these fanciful, Batman yeah, or the fake turtles. ones, yeah, and it's and, it, so, and it's different to micro machines. Well, it's yeah. Well, micro machines I think were even smaller actually than than Yeah, the they were tiny, ones. weren't
0: they? Yeah. So, so the micro machines games were brilliant though. They yes, were they
2: good were. fun, I remember and things. you were racing yeah. around great, tabletops great, and Great stuff. multiplayer game as well. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and same here. Great multiplayer game. Steph and I have, have played it. The only thing I found annoying is to get the split-screen maps unlocked, you have to kind of play the story mode first and unlock more levels. And I always feel like that's a bit of a chore. I always kind of look at that and go, don't know why you did that, because it's like if, I, if the only reason why I bought the game is to play multiplayer and you force me into having to play single-player... I'm not impressed. So I think there should have been an option to kind of maybe do away with at least the level unlock. Like I get the whole car thing, maybe not give you all the cars, but at least they could have unlocked all the levels in multiplayer. That's the only downside, but I do love it. So I've I've
0: got young kids, right, um, who love cars and stuff five and seven and i've not bought it and the reason i've not bought it is i saw the original trailer and the graphics looked amazing i mean it really looked like there was this crazy crazy hot wheels track in someone's house and i thought oh yeah i'm really excited the graphics are amazing it's full-on next gen it's going to be loads of fun and then i saw the launch trailer i saw saw an early trailer saw the launch trailer and the graphics looked like lame early ps4 graphics they just did not look cool and i thought i'm I'm not going to spend 70 bucks on something when I've been conned like that.
1: So this is why I really find funny right and this is why I used a swear word about you today uh, Richie is because I find in particular since you got a next, since you got a next gen console that all you do is look at the graphics of games Yeah, and I'm a graphics you snob. I'm a graphic snob. To You've become a graphics snob. And I think it's such a I shame. Have, it's yeah. like I said to you today you almost have to become if you saw this game more like a switch game, (laughs) but, but for your PS five or on your PS five. So you get the better load times. Then that's where it's at. Like, I don't necessarily, I think the cars are meticulous. They're beautiful. Like I've just unlocked one. And every time now that the track loads up, I love the way it looks. So the cars look amazing. I think one of the biggest problems is that you literally drive a lot of the time, not all of the time on these big plastic looking hot wheel tracks, because obviously they want to recreate the idea of you building your own Hot wheel track. That's what it's meant to look like. I guess that mu- creates a little bit of sameness. The environment's gorgeous and beautiful. And I think it takes a while before you can, you know, you learn the tracks enough mm-hmm. that you can actually start looking around and appreciate it. But there's some really cool environments. You've got a college environment. So you're in in, in the teaching halls. Um, you're in the the office of the principal, I think it is, or some, or the dean or whatever it would be. You're in a skyscraper that's under construction. You're in a skate park. So like they, they're cool environments that they've created. And I guess with the edit mode where people can upload their own tracks as well, and you can actually download other people's tracks and play them super, super cool functionality. But like from a graphics perspective, I get that. I, I think you just need to give it a little bit of leeway when it comes to that. And I, and I do, I have heard that PlayStation apparently are introducing this idea where you can trial a game before you buy it. So if it does come in for that, I would suggest that you at least try it on the trial.
0: I'm probably going to buy it for the kids, right? Cause, uh, it's a school holidays and it's, it's nice to have a new game, but I just didn't, I felt like I was being conned. And after being bitten by, by a mutant, I'm very, very careful with games. So my kind of, I'm not going to pre-order stuff anymore. I'm just going to wait till you buy it P and you tell yeah. me whether it's any good. And then I'm going to yeah. buy it. Cause I trust
1: your judgment. No, I, yeah, no, I do. I do really enjoy it. I, I think it's well worth. And the more I've played it, the more I've enjoyed it. I realized it was a bit tough in the beginning as well, because, you do need a few cars to unlock and then you really can just like like really play the tracks but it's not easy like even on easy it is quite hard with if you don't have the right kind of cars and, and obviously you unlock them right and, and you can get blind boxes with different ones which are randomized but I mean is that something you play Marcus with your girls or
2: no they 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 need the Mario Kart so it needs to be more fun uh, I suppose I mean what you're describing would be fun to maybe boys but I think to, to the girls like they don't have matchbox cars or anything so I don't think they there would be no sort of romantic emotional pull from that, and I think it
1: needs to be more like a, a fan, fantastical environment for them.
2: Yes, uh, I think so. I think so.
1: Yeah, I get, and it's not. It's not. It's not like uh, you know. You do start like in one of the tracks. You start in the mouth of a dinosaur, and, and you, and that's where the track starts. And then you get dropped down, and you kind of go through all these loops. And obviously, they have their Hot Wheel loop. So there's a lot of gravity-defying parts of the. Uh, tracks there's parts of it where you literally fly upside down and you've got to kind of then swirl around and, and drive dr- yeah literally driving on the on the roof and then flips the camera view as you as you kind of sucked up into the roof so there are all these kind of cool things that are very different from other car games that they do but it's still very grounded in what looks like very kind of real world environments i'd say
0: my boys would love that dropping out of a dinosaur's mouth to race a hot wheels car They're there,
1: they will. Yeah, and I I literally just got like a hamburger truck that looks like it. It's got a massive burger on the back, which is crack up, and a rubbish truck. And I was like, this is crack up. This is so funny. Because So so not all of them are really useful, but they're really funny. And you can also upgrade some of the cars as well to make them better. And you can change the livery. So you can change what they look like and all of that kind of stuff as well, which is cool.
0: Love it. So what would you give it? How many helmets would you give it out of five? I'm going to give it
1: four horned helmets out of five. Four useless Viking horned helmets out of five. That's yeah. a pretty
0: good score. I think that's one of the best so far.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well I think it's one of well the done. only scores apart from Kena I've given uh out. Oh no, actually yeah. I've given out obviously for the old school retro games. But yeah. yeah, I think for one of the new games it's probably one of the highest. The, the
2: tricky okay, thing cool. here is, though, after after saying that he's dropped for the other game down to a two, I'm now thinking, well, I do I, do I want to take him at the four now? Or do I need to find out what he says? And then next time <laughs> round he might drop dropped <laughs> it or increased it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe it'll go up to five, though.
0: Depends yeah, if you're be a betting I mean, person or not.
1: <laughs> I've played it more than I played Kena, to be fair. So I've got a better stance yeah, for this and game. And I do really enjoy it.
0: I, I'm kind of with you with Kena. I've not played it as much. I've been super busy. So I've not been playing that many games. Uh, but it's not caught the imagination of the boys. Um, no. Zach's gone back to playing Breath of the Wild. Classic. He's gone back to playing Breath of the Wild because uh, how have you he managed to, to bring that, that into again? every
2: podcast that you've done? That game, it's like honestly, I'm just I'm looking at you and I'm thinking. Is there loads of sponsorship behind you or something? It's like there's uh, a yeah. Nintendo, this, like yeah. you know this fancy
0: gaming chair that I'm sat in and all this fancy DSLR, <laughs> it's all paid for by Nintendo, you know, it's yeah. all paid for by uh, by uh, the Zelda, Zelda fan club. <laughs> <laughs> but now he started playing it and, and he's loving it. I think because he's a little bit older now, he can do a lot more of it himself. He's enjoying that. Kena, I think it's just not um, caught his imagination in the same way. They love the rot, the cute characters. Yeah. But it is quite linear and the controls are quite tricky. Whereas, although the controls are tricky on Breath of the Wild, they've been playing it since they were three. So they know it. You know, they don't have to learn to play it. Yeah. All right. So should we move on to our first game of the evening, boys? Absolutely. We've got a great little treat for you today. This is a expired XP first. And the main reason it's an expired XP first is we're talking about a game that was on the spectrum. Now, Pete and I are Commodore 64 people. We don't have any truck. With any of this spectrum nonsense, but we've got our special guest Marcus on. He's like our uh, investigative journalist who we pass over to because he's our expert on spectrum games. So he's going to talk us through a spectrum game that he loved when he was a wee lad in the '80s, in the in the early '80s. We're talking, we're talking deep distant past right and he's going to tell us about a lovely game so i'm going to pass you over to him now
2: this is very exciting because i didn't realize until i was doing a bit of research into this that this was only available on the spectrum so i was thinking to myself, Aww. you know these these commodore boys won't know what i'm talking about here so even more exciting that i can talk about something that you guys will, will have not seen but um the year the year is 1984 so <sighs> i think i think well. this is old. i think this is old school for, for even for the games that you guys have looked at this is this is yeah. old.
0: i think this is this is the oldest game that we have covered on the podcast yet
1: yeah
2: this is this is yeah. an old game and I, and I had a look a look at some of the movies that were 1984 and there are there are claims that 84 was one of the best years for movies which is quite a claim but then okay. when Ooh. you start looking at them okay. you're like there's some good films there so we've okay. got the, the terminator oh Ooh.
1: okay yeah classic okay.
2: ghostbusters oh my god yes this is spinal tap
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah
2: amazing a nightmare on elm street wow oh uh,
0: yeah a nightmare on elm street 2 is the best one though
2: yeah i watched nightmare on elm street the original at about the age that this came out and i've never had oh. to watch another one since i was so yeah, yeah, fair enough
1: i can kind of understand that yeah uh, i've
2: word. got i've got the karate kid oh my God.
0: that is mrs m's uh mrs twitchy max's Favourite
2: film. Wow. And uh, My my last one, which I really enjoy, but I'll be interested to see how you guys would go with this one, which is Beverly Hills Cop.
1: Oh, I love those movies. I I, I didn't even mind the sequel or the third one. I I think they definitely weren't as good, but the original Beverly Hills Cop Cop was just Top class. Oh totally yeah, the I, I can't Eddie watch that. E.
2: So many Murphy. Sons. Oh, so, e. so good. So, Murphy. 100% so eighty four was a good, a very good yeah, vintage a strong, year, man. I think, on the, mm. on the movies front. Yeah. I did look up some music as well for this this year. Not such vintage. I mean, we're talking, you know, getting into mid eighties. So I'll give you. Uh, I just called to say I love you by Stevie Wonder.
1: Okay. Oh,
2: I love it. Oh,
1: yeah. I, I I like that. I, I'm yeah. into that. I,
2: I think complain. it was a good time for
0: is awesome.
2: I think yeah, it was obviously okay. a good time for Christmas songs. We've got "Last Christmas" by Wham, which how many times now I had to listen to that? And "Do They Know It's Christmas" by Band Aid. Oh, so you've got two big wow. Christmas tunes yeah. from '84. Yeah. Uh, we've got "Hello" from Lionel Richie, which okay. if you've ever oh, seen the video of, you have to watch the video of like, oh, that. Oh, that's brilliant. That, that is oh. yeah,
1: yeah, where Very she's good. making
0: the clay head.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. That, that's so good. That's, a, that's a YouTube
2: If you don't know what we're talking about there um, yeah. I've got yeah. The Reflex by Duran Duran I've oh, got wow. like, it, like a Virgin Madonna oh, yeah, it's uh, a good Radio music Gaga here, Radio Gaga from Queen Oh, That's a mm. great song And if you've got any yeah. cool listeners Who are struggling with some of those songs I'll throw in White Lines by Grandmaster Flash Oh
0: wow oh, Okay yeah so so that is classics. a good year. I mean, I mean, one of our favorite years you. from gaming is 1987, and that's the year that yep. Predator came out. That's a strong year, but I think 1984 could could take it. Yeah. on. you know, you know, you're talking and, about a good battle there.
1: I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to freak all of us out, but I just want to point out that this was almost 40 years ago. <laughs> well, you know, you know, like Wonder 40 Woman.
2: Years. Wonder Woman was Wonder Woman. The most recent one was Wonder Woman 1984,
1: and yeah. it's like.
2: Yeah, now that, this is what we're going to talk about as how I played a game in that time. It's a bit scary. Yeah, it's um,
1: crazy to think that that's how long ago it was, eh? Oh, it's nuts. It's
2: nuts. So let me tell you about this game because this game oh, is yes. called Battle Battle Cars and uh, it was only available on the ZX Spectrum from what I can, can gather. And it was actually based on a game produced by Games Workshop. If you know Games Workshop, they produce... Yeah. A lot of the big, you know, sort of uh, role-playing games at the time. They've used a lot of books mm. as well and things. They're behind loads of that sort of Dungeons & Dragons sort of era and world and things. And this was, this game was based on their miniature war game called Battle Cars. Um, and some guys actually sort of put together this this game. And I'm I'm not bringing this game in as the best game of 1984. And there are some, some things about this game that are not perfect, but... If I take you to 84, if you think about the types of games that have being produced, there were some things about this game that were on quite a different level to games of that era. And I think this is what appealed to me uh, as, a, as a child playing this game was some of these sort of new things that felt very new at the time. I mean, if you think about games on ZX Spectrums at Commodore 64, this, this game came with a 16 page instruction manual. Like, wow. you know, it's, yeah. it's saying to you, "We are serious. This is yeah. this yeah. isn't a, just a, a ZX, you know, left and right, and you know, A and P or whatever to move up and down. This is you've got to read through 16 pages, and and it actually had something like 16 different keys, all doing different things. Because what what this is is a, is a top down game. If you think of we talked about micro machines, it's that yeah. same sort of thing where it's top down, looking at these game, uh, looking at these cars driving around. And I just ask you a
0: question, Marcus. Yeah, um, go for it. Did the Spectrum have sixteen keys? Because they were the made Spectrum out of rubber, a, weren't they?
2: Yeah, but they had a full key. <laughs> I had a full keyboard, so uh, you a know, with keyboard, numbers and yeah. letters and things. Yeah, well, it was uh, plastic with rubber the keyboard
1: keys. To play that, okay.
2: Yeah, and and get this, it was a two-player game, so two of you be sharing the same keyboard i mean people if you talk to kids now and just start talking about this of this idea that you're huddled around a keyboard and both of you are sharing 16 buttons each either side of the keyboard to be pressing during a game i mean they just think they they just think Yeah. yeah what what is that about so it's 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 a game where you're looking down on your sort of micro machine sort of car but before you get into the game you actually have to do some tactical choosing which again if you think about 84 this is this is big so before you started you actually got to build your car and this is the car you wow. got given so your your car you got various decisions so you got given a certain amount of money and then you'd need to choose your car size now car size is important because it affected how many mines or smoke bombs or oil you could carry on your car so it affected that then nice. you were asked what sort of armor you wanted and how heavily fortified you wanted to make the car and you had to put it at the front or the back or the side of it so again it's starting to force you into thinking am i going to crash a lot of something or do i want quite a light car that goes faster and things and obviously you don't want to spend too much money on armor because then you can't spend it on any things but again you've got to make some big decisions here you've got to choose your engine size which obviously affects how fast your car is going to go and then ultimate the ultimate big thing which i always got most excited about which was what is the type of weapon that is attached onto your car so you had a choice from the most expensive which was lasers which Hmm. if you hit someone with a laser, you know, you could knock out the the driver in pretty much one shot, Or, but you only got like a small number of laser shots. So, you know, you're kind of like, oh, how am I feeling? Am I feeling trigger happy or not? Because if if I'm feeling trigger happy, I probably don't want to go lasers. I want to go machine gun because I can buy a lot of machine guns, but they don't do so much damage. And then of course, if you haven't hemorrhaged all your money on everything else, the last sort of question it virtually gets to is do you want a targeting computer? So if you don't have a targeting computer, your shots are basically going all over the shop and, and some of them do hit <laughs> some of them. if you have a targeting computer you are nailing it every time. Now these are big because you want all these things. You want a fast car, you want all the stuff on it and you want the best yeah. weapons, but you can't choose it. And so you know in 84 to be, be given these questions and you could see your car mm. being built in front of you was a very exciting thing to be building your yeah. car and, and what you want to I, do I and, I and trying to make these
0: choices. I remember as you were talking then about the games that I was playing that gave you money. And we're not talking microtransactions here. There was none of that, that nonsense back then. But you started with a little bit of money and you yeah. played the level and you earned more money in the level, which allowed you to buy weapons for the next level. And you had to work out what weapons to buy for the next level. Um, mm. And you couldn't f- get the great ones. And that was a great mechanic. And being able to kind of spec your car up at the beginning.
1: Yeah.
2: that, that I loved that. Yeah. And also yeah. don't forget you you're playing two player. So you might have just watched your mate go and do some things oh, with yeah. their car. So then you're like, oh man, he's got the laser, you know. So what am I gonna do to counter that? Do I go and buy a big engine and try and burn off and things because I've seen he's not got you know much of an engine, or you know, how do I counter that and things like this? All these decisions that you're getting thrown into at the beginning, That's which, crazy. which which is, you know, in eighty mm. in eighty four, these this was really different. Um yeah. really rather early. S- yeah, really early. I mean, it's rather scary that when you then get told, okay, and these are your sixteen buttons that you've got to then use because <laughs> there were so many buttons because you had to control the car, so left, right, up and down and things, you had to control the acceleration, you had to then control your weapon, so shooting your weapon, and then you could also place mines and smoke and oil patches and things, which could go either side of your car or behind your car, depending on where the other person was. So There was a hell of a lot of keys, and to be fair, It took a number of goes before you even could drive the thing very well, let alone doing all your weapon damage and things like this. But you, once you'd chosen your car, you were then given three choices. You could either do a racetrack against the competitor, or you could go into like this city where you sort of drive around. And when I say city, I'm talking a very sort of basic landscape. But you're driving your Mm -hmm. car around, and so are they, and you're killing each other and things. Or you can just have one which is just nothing in the way, and you just go for it and things. And this is where I'd start saying the game... The game's simplicity sometimes fell down a little bit in that just having one track and one city and one which just has nothing. After a while, you kind of wished there, there were more sort of things to be doing, because once you've done the track a few times, you kind of want to do a different track. But it didn't have that. But hey, this is 84. You don't complain about that sort of thing in those days. The game was about, you know, if you chose a racetrack, it was kind of meant to be about who won the race. There was kind of like two or three laps of the race to be done. What actually happened was, because this this is more a setting of Mad Max than any sort of racing game that mm. you know. I was going to ask so, you about
0: that, because Mad Max okay. came out in 1979 and Mad Max 2 in 1981. So yeah, you could those you could see films that, would have entered pop culture.
2: Oh, totally. Yeah. And you could see that influence in Battlegrounds, even the front cover has a Mad Max type car with a woman leaning out with a machine gun or something you know it's obviously Cracker. so heavily influenced this game um, but the the thing is if you if you think of a Mad Max scenario and you say this is a race but here's a load of weaponry and stuff that you could throw at the other car what you can imagine happens at the beginning of every race i mean if you go and google this at the moment they've got they've got a video of two cars just gliding around the race track without really doing yeah. much what actually happened was that a moment that that green light went green you just hammered your weaponry. I mean, sometimes your cars never left the starting line because you'd be giving it all to each other since you started. And usually what happened is that one of you, usually one or both of you, cars would become totally immobile. So you'd end up sort of just blocking the track and you'd have to wait for your opponent to come back round have done a lap and then you'd try and give it to them all again and try and shoot them as they come past. And, you know, you could never win, but if you could stop them winning, that was just as good sort of thing. But it was a sort of um, a, a brutal, sort of you know game and stuff but fantastic fun I mean after after a while going around the track got a bit boring um you could go and get your car fixed and you could go and get more petrol for your car which sort of adds a bit more longevity to it but I mean the amount of time it was quite infrequent I ever got to the point where I could go and fix my car because we'd shot each other to death you know just getting yeah. into it and things there was there was a lot of fun and it and There was a lot of, because of all these sort of different options and things, like they had smoke, which would come out of your exhaust. Now, if you had smoke and and the other player went into your smoke, their screen went black. They couldn't see anything. Wow. And then oh, they, wow, uh, yeah. yeah, so that, I mean, that was quite cool. The only thing is if you're playing two player is they immediately look at the screen, the other screen, which you're playing on. And cause obviously they're right behind you cause they've gone into your smoke. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't actually work that well because then they could see where they were going still, but still but quite I, a I, sort of I, fun there's element. There's
1: something about the ambition of a game like that. And it's the same, like some of the other games that I've really loved that I've either talked about already or that we, we will be talking about in the future. There's something about the ambition of the people that created the game And for the time, they were able to kind of, I guess they were able to visualize and realize their imagination. But it's amazing that the the limitation of their imagination clearly wasn't the fact that it was a 46 kilobit game or, you know, anything like that. I think they really tried, and I think that's what's so cool, a 16-page manual, 16 uh, keys to actually control the car. What it says to me is like they overcame the, I guess, the hindrance of not having the the memory and the stuff that uh, games have today of the big bloated games today. And pure imagination is actually what drove the gameplay. And how good is it when somebody is that passionate about making a game that they put all of that effort into it?
2: I agree. And I'm yeah. not saying that this game I've played the most or even would say it's like the, the game that I've most loved or things like that but if you took me back to being a child this game yeah. was just awesome you know it was the, it was it was so different to a lot of games that were available yeah. then and you know i'm not knocking jet set willy and and all those sorts of games but they were fairly basic in the way and and, and you know it's not yeah. like they were you know years before this one this was this for 1984 was a very different game and went you know really tried to do something quite different and you know i just i just was amazed i never owned this game this was a friend who had this and i was mm. there all the time playing with him playing this game because i thought it was so much fun there's a good review here from yeah.
0: 1984 from the magazine crash and it's funny right this, this it says rather more straightforward than that one would expect from a company so immersed into the occult because <laughs> it's by games workshop right wow
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i and, do
1: um... love that
0: and he said that it, and described the handling of the game's high-speed vehicles as quite alarmingly realistic. Now, if you look at the graphics, there's nothing realistic about it. <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> Maybe in an 84, it was, it was realistic. So, I yeah. don't know. Definitely
1: not yeah. using the word alarming either. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. What is he worried yeah. about that's going to happen? Because it's well, alarming. He's worried even...
0: about the occult.
1: Whoever <laughs> yeah. wrote it
0: was worried about being immersed in the occult. Um, yeah. Or maybe they wanted it to be more immersed in the occult. I don't know, but um, yeah. there was another one from that's White it. Dwarf that gave it a out of ten. So I think that's
1: a better. Okay, a better one mean, about White, White, White Dwarf. White Dwarf was Wolf made in by Games Workshop. Yeah, was their Games magazine. Workshop. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 so their own magazine gave it an eight out of ten, <laughs> and they still only
2: gave it an eight and not a ten. Yeah, not oh, a ten. Yeah, that's
0: true. They only gave yeah. it out of
2: ten, and they own it. <laughs> That's yeah, hilarious. you wouldn't get the Xbox magazine giving any Xbox games a bad rating. That's for sure. No, no, uh, no. that's so
1: funny. But yeah, it, oh, it, but it is magical, isn't it? Fun though, because this is what we love about this as well, marketers. It's actually just delving back into your memories of what you played and what you did as a kid and what you loved. And I think I get surprised sometimes about the games I remember and what it is I remember about them because I, I tried a two point. Like it might not have been the most you know, the best looking game or the one you played the most or that you owned. But there's something there about the experience. If it's the connection that you played it with a mate, that's how it was for me with Football Manager. Like, I think that was a big driver, even though it wasn't a single player game. We just sat next to each other, but we just were glued to it. We just loved it. Um, so it's like, it's the entire experience and that and that capsule around the memory, which is so cool to reminisce about and think about how much fun it was. And I feel very lucky to have those memories and so does I know Richie does as well and I'm, I'm assuming you do too I feel lucky to have had those memories but I also feel equally lucky today to have friends I play video games with still you know we play different games and we're in different parts of our lives but it's amazing that I get as much joy as I get out of out of hanging out with everyone
2: that's so true as well which is you know we enjoy socially playing Fortnite together and it's as much the bonding and laughing and shouting at each other aspect as it is the game and and it's funny that that of all the car of all the games for me to choose i choose a game that like you you know has a very social element for me as far as Mm. my memories and things and and that just the image for me of thinking back about these two young kids huddled around a keyboard trying to all hit these all these buttons and things and stuff you know it's just that, for me gaming social gaming i mean i've had some f- fantastic solo experiences don't get me wrong but i love gaming with other people it's, it's as much a social thing as anything
1: yeah but richie with you as well whizball when you were talking about that you were actually talking about playing with your sister i'm pretty sure was it whizball yeah. or creatures
0: or creatures yeah it was whizball. one of them it was whizball, yeah, yeah.
1: So, same for you as well clearly that memory of playing with some like with somebody else on a computer game because that's my, my strongest memories are with a mate next to me, like a hundred percent with a mate next to me playing whatever game it was. I remember my, well, my mate got duck hunt on Nintendo and not only did oh, I blow duck my mind, hunt, because amazing. I was literally shooting at a TV and somehow the TV was knowing where I'd aimed. I, I, I think I don't, I still don't know really how, really that understand works. how they did that. No, I, I, I don't know how that works, out. but it worked. No so amazing eh and 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 like doing that with your mates but that was yeah it was a great game but it was we did it together and it was and it was fun it was fun to play co-op and it is and it's amazing to to marcus's point you know a fortnight let's be honest it's not because we're great at fortnight like we enjoyed no. playing it uh, quite the opposite i'd say it's almost our lack of skill makes it even more fun
0: isn't it pretty cool that 40 years later the things that we really enjoyed about computer games are still the things that we enjoy now and it's the people yeah and there's so much trolling going on online in gaming nowadays where people are mean to each other and they're shouting yeah. at each other and I think they've missed the point right It's yeah about having fun with your mates and it's not about being serious it's about escape and fun and and you can you know I, I remember getting frustrated with mates when I was a kid but I don't think I've ever been frustrated at you guys when we've been playing Fortnite because it's just no, hilarious. Because no we're not doing it for any other purpose than no. to have fun. And if, you, as soon as you bring the kind of pro element into games, or you know, worrying about your kill death ratio, then I think you've missed the point.
2: But, but I, I mean, I know, I know people who play Fortnite who play it very seriously and get very angry and upset and you know are very competitive about it and things yeah. but they still well, you were one they of still... them Marcus, weren't you you were angry <laughs> uh, you were they, angry. they so still angry. play the game they play the game a lot but obviously what they get out of it is different to what we're talking about that's yeah. true
1: that's true yeah. and i think look that's that's kind of fine but i do agree that the toxicity seems to be very much aimed more in that mindset of competitiveness which is a shame because if you look at other sports, and yes, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not saying that game competitors in other sports don't try to get into each other's heads because, of course, they do, and we know that, right? Like there are a lot of sports where they do that. I just think it's a shame that it is as much of it in gaming as there is, and I wish there was less of it. And I get, I, I wish I, I guess I wish it there was more of a supportive community. I, I guess I wish it was more like. I the, think the,
0: I think there is, Pete i think there is it's just it's not a very loud part of the community it's the silent majority
1: yeah yeah and that's a shame right it's and 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 i think it's sad that the other side gets as much you know air to breathe as it does Uh, and i can totally understand why why parents wouldn't want their kids exposed to that kind of negativity but i think that's why making sure that if you do have kids and they're playing games that it's actually maybe it shouldn't be competitive games on on like hardcore games like Call of Duty or whatever. Maybe it's 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 better that it's an environment where they're playing it more for fun, at least while they're a little bit younger. And it's, mm. and it maybe it's more about them playing with their friends like we do, rather than like jumping online with Call of Duty by themselves and just getting yelled at by their teammates who've been playing it for 15 years, you know, who, who, who see, take it really seriously. I don't know. But
2: do you think it's yeah. easier to have fun or or games were set up to be more fun we're not not talking about games here retro games you know are set up more about fun whilst games more of this of more recently they are just more professional looking and things but also uh, require a lot more buy-in that there's a lot more to learn and things and are set up so that maybe it takes away some of that element of fun because they look so serious and so you know and so real world you know does that take away the fun element as well
0: I think it, it does for consoles, but I think mobile gaming has really brought back that, that casual gaming thing. And mobile gaming's really brought back the fun element, and I love that. As,
1: as has Fortnite. Um, That's yeah. why we like Fortnite for- because it doesn't. But it, Fortnite it doesn't
0: is look actually like quite, no, it doesn't. It looks fun, but it is quite complex. You know, every time they change the battle pass, you have to relearn the interface. There's none of that nonsense with Plants vs Zombies. You know, it's pretty straightforward. Zombies are trying to yeah. eat your brains, and the plants are going to stop
1: them. To be fair, be, you can get that on console as well. And, it's, yeah, and it is really fun. Yeah.
0: So we I should I think, do an episode on that. I, I love that game. I don't
1: know if it's the device part or if it's, I think it's just the, I think the games that get played a lot and get a lot of airtime, and sadly enough, I guess make a lot of money, is stuff mm-hmm. like Call of Duty and Battlefront. And, you know, and that used to be because there were great single player campaigns that really uh, hit your heartstrings and they were very emotional games. And like, I still remember a band of brothers. I think it was uh, one of the games where, um, one of the first things you do was at Omaha beach landing and it opens up the, um, and it was basically, they based it on the Saving Private Ryan movie. And it just, and it, it, it just comes at you. And I remember coming out of that going, wow, like as much as the movie already had, the game, when you're in it and you're trying to avoid, and I was panicking and I was stressed out, there was an emotional resonance there from the single-player part of that game that really made me have a lot of respect for World War II, whereas now it's just a competitive shooter. Like, World War II has just been turned into a computer game where where you very toxically yell at people. And I'm not saying that there aren't teams that have fun together. I'm not saying that there are people that don't play it just for fun. But I can tell you that, like... Richie and I used to be quite okay at those games and we've tried a few of them like kind of games like that together and it's just it's too hectic and it's too it just doesn't feel fun anymore it just there's Mm. something else going on there I think I think what you're saying
0: you you know there's something else that's going on we're getting old Pete yeah (laughs) we're getting old and the young kids are beating us at our own game and I think I'm okay with that I'm okay with that. I look forward to the day where I can't do a level and I can just pass it to Zach and Ozzy and they'll do it for me. Nice. That for, that, that for me is is happiness. Yeah.
1: I think that's part <laughs> we, of it. Finish but I also this think level for your old man. I think you're right. That's part of it. But I think also if you look at it, those games these days don't have any kind of single player campaign. A lot of them. They no. literally just build them around multiplayer. And that takes away the uh, uh, opportunity to have emotional encounters with NPC. It takes away the opportunity to to have uh, NPC AIs at your side that you have interactions and talk to and learn, you know, to 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 form a bond with, because it's actually just people around you going.
0: But it does increase your ability to have micro transactions, because people are going to spend more money on beating other people, not robots. Hundred percent.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it, right? Yeah, so that is it anyway? So that we've digressed a bit sadder.
0: there, guys. Bit of a ramble. Um, love the concept about cars. I had a look at it, it looked incredibly simple graphics, but it looked really good. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna have a play. I had a look on Stream while we were talking. It's not on Stream, unfortunately. So I think we'll just have to Google it and find it. One of the <clears> things <throat> that I wanna talk about quickly before before we close this off is the rubber keys on a Spectrum. because so I remember playing two player on one keyboard and I'm sure this would happen in this game. And you're pressing the keys really hard and nothing's happening because the rubber keys aren't working properly do you remember having that problem marcus and do you, when you were when you were a young lad you know uh pre-teenage marcus pressing that button were you thinking oh, i wish i had a commodore 64.
2: very rude about the zx spectrum zx spectrum holds a special place in my heart so you have to be careful where you go although i was um, <laughs> after you were in one of your other sessions you're talking about how you've got a, a mini commodore 64 and yes. I was checking out some of the games, and some of the games obviously were on the spectrum as well because there was a lot of games that would do both platforms and things. So I was yeah. getting a lot of joy out of looking at that. But I then did think, where's where's my mini ZX Spectrum? Where's that?
0: It's a good point. It's a good point. Where is it? They're doing a mini Amiga, Commodore Amiga as well, 500. Yeah. That's where's the ZX out. Spectrum? It must be a licensing yeah. problem, right? It must be well, a
2: licensing maybe, yeah, problem. May, but if it, it was only really available in the UK, maybe it's just too small a market for it to yeah. be worthwhile.
0: Yeah. yeah or, or maybe there just isn't enough rubber left for the keys. <laughs> maybe that's it. All the rubber trees are really cool. gone. <laughs>
2: It was, It was. Um, I didn't have a problem with my buttons running out. Uh, you did, I had a friend who had a problem where his casing on the top started going, his rubber buttons would sometimes get stuck under the casing. Oh, underneath, the casing would slip yeah. A bit. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I, I must have treated my ZX Spectrum well because it uh, was still just as good 10 years later as it was before. I just got fed up of waiting an hour for each game to load.
0: Yeah, did you, were you using tape?
2: Oh, definitely tape, take old school. Definitely tape. Okay.
0: Okay. So you're not privileged like Pete. Pete had a no, disk drive.
1: Comes up every time <laughs> he had a I drive. was waiting for it, day. Eh? Yeah. I did have tape to start off with. I just want to clarify I did have tape to start off with, but I did quite quickly move into disk drives as soon as that became available. Yeah. I was very privileged yeah, there, to have that. There was a version of the Spectrum that had an integrated
0: disk drive, like a mini, small kind of disk drive on the oh, right hand side, and it had proper wow. keys. And one of my mates had that, and I was very jealous. He looked very smart. Very
2: smart. I I mean, I I had a friend who got an Amiga eventually. Once you see what happens with the disk drive and how quickly that loads up, your your cassette really isn't looking quite so cool anymore.
1: No. Yeah, Yeah, well, I moved to Amiga 500 after the C64 and then Amiga 1200. I mean, Marcus, Um,
0: privileged Swedish privilege.
1: (laughs) But it was very much that um the speed gains and the ability to have those small discs what was really funny though i think the funniest thing that we haven't talked about was even with the diskettes a big game like i think monkey island two or three or whatever it was like 28 discs no way yeah there were games that would literally like you would just sit there i remember having games that were just a stack of discs and you just have to load them one after another it was crazy i'd love to see I want. I would love to see if it's my childhood memory of it that it's saying that it's 28, but I'm pretty sure that there were games that were like definitely 10 plus, easily 10 yeah. plus discs. And you were like, now please insert disc 11. And you're just like, what?
0: yeah like uh it's like that installing windows 95 where you had like 12 floppy disks that you insert (laughs)
1: yeah
0: Yeah, absolutely crazy crazy. absolutely crazy cool well thank you very much marcus Uh, angry marcus there was very little anger i was very impressed and a little bit of swedish privilege which is always the way you're guaranteed that when you listen to our podcast goodbye everyone see you next time
1: take care